Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Meditation, mindfulness, they are everywhere. You find audiobooks, streaming seminars, popular gurus endlessly promoting them. On the show today, Dr. Jennings joins us via Skype. And by the way, he just happens to be both a psychiatrist and a Christian. He pulls back the curtain to reveal the good, the bad, and the dangerous when it comes to meditation and mindfulness. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings, where do we start? Well, I want to let people know if they go to our website, comeandreason.com, they can get a free guide that our ministry is uh, shipping anywhere to a U.S. postal address entitled Meditation, Biblical versus Eastern Method, a guide to a Bible-based experience with God. So if you go to the website and request it, you should be able to order that, and there'll be no charge for the guide, and there'll be no charge for the shipping. So wow. you can get that free. So meditation has become quite popular in our Western society, but the meditation that is being advanced, and it's being advanced in medical and psychiatric circles quite aggressively today, is Eastern meditation. Mm. And Eastern meditation is distinctly different from biblical meditation. It has a different underlying philosophy. It has a different methodology, a different form, and a different result on both mind and character. We won't unpack that today, but maybe people would like to know some definitions, what biblical meditation versus Eastern meditation is functionally. So here's a couple definitions. Biblical meditation is a thoughtful, focused, extended, and active contemplation of God, his character, laws, methods, principles, precepts, creation, purposes, plans, with a willful reaching out of your mind to connect with God for enlightenment, understanding, comprehension, growth, wisdom, insight, and a personal union in humble surrender to your creator. So it's an active, interactive process with a focus on a specific aspect of God's creation where it's deeply contemplative and focused and purposeful. Eastern meditation, on the other hand, is a self-directed focus of the mind on a single point, phrase, or mantra, like just repeating over, God is love, God is love, something like that, Mm -hmm. with the goal to quiet the mind, diminish contemplative thought, and experience a mental vacuousness or emptiness and body relaxation. Mm. There's a huge difference in what these two types of meditations are, and their underlying purposes and philosophies, and their impact on our brain and experiences. The single point means a single word, like om, 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 not a focused construct like, I'm focusing right now my meditation, biblical meditation, in the evening I look up at the, at the night sky and I see the beautiful stars and I focus on the immensity of the universe and a God who created it all. And I allow my mind to contemplate the incredible creation of the universe and the stars and the, and the galaxies and a God who controls all that. So your focus is on the universe. That's your point of focus right. rather than let your mind wander over trees or flowers or plants. But it is deeply contemplative and expansive and you're reaching out with your mind to connect with God, to contemplate the impact of that and how God sustains it all and the uniformity of it all and any applications it may have into your life, whereas the Eastern is a single 
thought idea like ohm or God is love, God is love, God is love. And you don't allow other thoughts to come in. In fact, when other thoughts come in, you push them away. You don't want to be deeply contemplative. You want to be empty. So the biblical meditation really includes God, and the Eastern meditation does not include at least the God of the universe, the God that we worship. And also, let me ask you this, they say sometimes to focus on your breathing, focus on your breath. Is that what you're talking about for Eastern? If you want to know the technique of Eastern meditation, no matter what they call it, they may call it centering prayer, they may call it the God experience, it doesn't matter what they call it. If it has these elements, it's Eastern, not biblical meditation. Here are the elements. A relaxed body posture, typically with your eyes close, Mm -hmm. slow rhythmic breathing, a single mental focus, typically on a repetitive mantra. And then as other thoughts try to intrude and distract you, you just gently push them away and say, that's okay. I'll think about that later. And you come back to your mantra. Mm -hmm. And that is it. That is Eastern meditation. Now, it doesn't matter what the mantra is. God is love, for instance, Mm -hmm. Jesus, my savior, or just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over and over again. That is not worshiping Jesus. This is an emptying. It's a disconnecting. Now, if we look at the impact on the brain when you do this type of Eastern meditation, it diminishes activity in your left cortex and enhances activity in your right cortex. In your left hemisphere of your brain is where your individuality is, where your identity is, where your sense of awareness is, where your language is. In fact, if something happens to the right, side of your brain, you're not aware of it until it crosses over to the left side of the brain. That's when you become aware of it. Hmm. And so that's where your eye sense of self is. Eastern meditation suppresses your awareness of reality, your awareness of time. It suppresses facts, data, knowledge, discernment, processing. It suppresses your sense of self. Your right hemisphere, one of the things it does, it's the part of your brain that connects with the world around you. So by suppressing your sense of self, you get an experience where you feel connected with the universe around you and you feel a sense of of an infinite aspect of connectivity. But there is no actual truth or facts or knowledge or wisdom or enlightenment coming. You're suppressing and turning all of those elements off. So Eastern meditation, as I'm hearing you here, um, let me make sure I get this right. Eastern meditation is about emptying the mind, and you're saying that biblical meditation is about filling the mind with thoughts of God and his power and his love for you. Yeah, I very much like that way you said that, because you're exactly right. Eastern empties and biblical meditation in relation with the true God fills our mind. Yeah. And understand the root here. Buddha is the one who developed, is really considered to be the, the originator of the Eastern forms of meditation. And he was confronted with the fear of death. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 2, 14, that Christ took upon himself human flesh that he might 
destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who live all their lives enslaved by the fear of death. Mm -hmm. So the Bible tells us that because of sin, we all have a fear of death. We're all enslaved by it. We're seeking to overcome it. Buddha was confronted with the fear of death. And how did he deal with his fear of death? He started this type of meditation so that he could avoid the fear. And so he would do the meditation until he no longer felt afraid and he felt better and he felt one with the cosmos. And he basically emotionally anesthetized himself. This is not biblical meditation. When you do biblical meditation, meditating on God's word, God's law, God's creation, a couple of things happen. You are opening your mind to be enlightened with actual reality and truth from the creator God. That enlightenment with reality and truth will do a couple of things. One, it will diagnose you. When you look into the mirror of God's law, the scriptures say we become aware of a sin. So we will become aware of our terminal sin condition and that we are on a path to death. But in the biblical meditation, that knowledge comes under the umbrella of a loving God who is immensely gracious and self-sacrificial, who has a plan to heal us of this condition. So we are diagnosed with the condition under the umbrella of grace and hope that we can be transformed and healed from this condition. And so as we meditate biblically, we follow our shepherd through the valley of the shadow of death. This is not the valley of death. It's the valley in which we die to self, crucify self. This is the valley of conversion where we're reborn with the new heart and right spirit because he leads us in the path of righteousness for his namesake in order to restore our souls. This is what biblical meditation does. And it is not a relaxing initially relaxing experience until conversion. It is an agonizing experience. This is David after he's converted by Nathan, Peter after he denies the Lord, Jacob's night of trouble. This is where biblical meditation, it will always take you to confront your own sin condition for the purpose of surrendering to Christ, dying to self and being reborn with a new life. And then the meditation has these incredible qualities of opening your mind to a universe never contemplated before, to realities never considered before, to perspectives never experienced before, that you become a purveyor of light and there's joy and there's and there's transformation that happens in your life through biblical meditation. But through Eastern meditation, you get the fear of death that should lead you to the creator for this healing, but instead you do the self-focused, self-imposed emptying that calms yourself and makes the feeling go away so you never actually go through the valley of the shadow of death. You're never converted. You're never healed. And so here's the ultimate consequential difference. Eastern meditation treats the symptoms of the anxiety that comes from the sin problem and the fear of death, Mm -hmm. treats the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Biblical meditation cures the problem in relation with the creator. Wow. Wow. Well, Dr. Jennings, in the couple of minutes we have left on the program, what are some of the ways that we can meditate biblically? How do we do it? There are multiple ways to do biblical meditation, but set aside 15 minutes. You can do more if you want, but it's 15 minutes. Choose a quiet place. Ensure the distractions are all turned off, the phones turned off, the TVs are off, and so forth and so on. And then pick for the theme of your meditation for that day, and it could be a short verse or passage in the scripture. It could be some something in nature. It could be some aspect of God's design law. And then purposely focus your mind to contemplate, consider, 
examine, actively reflect, extrapolate, consider applications to understand this, whatever it is you're meditating upon, in active communication. God, I really love this. I'd like to understand more, understand the deeper implications. What does this mean about your character? How does it affect my life? How can there be principles here I can apply? How can I grow in knowledge of your kingdom? And then at some point, you end the session with a prayer of thanksgiving and admiration to God and recount what you've learned and how you want to grow in applying that into your life. Ah, And you don't end with an empty mind. You end with a brimming mind, brimming with the presence and the thoughts and the blessings of God. Am I right? That's exactly right. And so not only is the law of exertion at work here, there's also another law called the law of worship. Mm -hmm. By beholding, we become changed. Mm -hmm. And when we actually contemplate the deep things of God and his methods and principles, admire and esteem and, and do this type of meditation, we gradually become more like him. That's why the Bible tells us to fix our eyes on Christ. The emptying meditation of Eastern meditation cuts us off from the infinite one, and it diminishes our capacity for growth and actually diminishes our character, and we become more vacuous and more self-centered ultimately as we become more dependent on ourselves to make ourselves feel better and avoid the anxieties of life. Now, at the beginning of the program, you mentioned a resource that you're making available to our listeners. Share that resource again with us and where they can get it. Yes, it is a meditation guide that it's free at comeandreason.com. Just go to our website, go to the website store. If you have a U.S. postal address, we send these out at no cost, and there's no postage and handling costs. So we hope you'll get some and share some in your community. Absolutely. Comeandreason.com is the website. A lot of good resources there, sharing tracks and books that Dr. Jennings has done. These podcasts are available. If you want to listen to this show again, you may do so there. His television programs and his blogs. It's a very busy act place. And trust me, things are going in and out of there to people who are asking for them in an incredible rate. And I invite you to become part of that joy. Comeandreason.com is the website. Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you, Charles. This program was sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. And until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life and in your mind. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Together.